It was a hot April day in western Iraq. The sun burned in a cloudless sky. Dust was kicked up in the unpaved side streets and hung in the air. Man, it's not just hot out here. It's stupid hot, one Marine said to his partner beside him as he wiped sweat from his brow. Yeah, man, no doubt, his comrade said without looking at him. His eyes were trained on their objective. As they walked, the two devil dogs chatted idly, but their senses were on high alert for anything amiss. Their convoy had just been ambushed, and now they were on foot looking for the insurgents who had started it all. Up ahead, there was a long line of cars that had apparently stopped due to heavy traffic. As they moved around the car, the duo saw that two other marines were wrestling with someone on the ground. Is that Dunham? One of them said. It didn't matter who it was. Their friends were in trouble and needed their help. As they sprinted closer, they heard someone yell, and then they heard the explosion. This podcast is about heroes in the military and law enforcement. Some gave their service for America and served in the armed forces. Some have paid the ultimate sacrifice for our freedom, and others protected the local community and died in the line of duty. Our lives would be a whole lot different if it weren't for the hard work and sacrifice of these brave men and women. They could have gone on to live lives that were less dangerous. However, they dedicated themselves to your protection. If you ever have the pleasure of talking to one of them, they'll tell you, I'm not a hero, but I have the honor of walking beside a few. Others will say, the real heroes are those who didn't make it back home. This episode is dedicated to U.S. Marine Corps Corporal Jason L. Dunham. Jason was a squad leader in 4th Platoon, Kilo Company, 3rd Battalion, 7th Marine Regiment, 1st Marine Division, 1st Marine Expeditionary Force during the Iraq War. Jason Dunham was born on November 10, 1981 in Sio, New York in the southwestern part of the state near Pennsylvania, where he lived his entire life with his parents Dan and Deb, his two younger brothers, and one younger sister. Jason was destined to be a Marine. Coincidentally, his birthday lies on the 206th anniversary of the founding of the Marine Corps. He graduated from Sayo High School in 2000, having played basketball for his high school team, the Tigers. Jason had plans to join the New York State Police, but first he had to fulfill a dream of his. Dunham joined the Marine Corps that same year. After graduating from recruit training on October 27, 2000, to Golf Company Platoon, he served as a security force sentry at Naval Submarine Base in Kings Bay, Georgia until 2003. Before his 2004 deployment, Jason hugged his parents and promised them that he would return home alive. The Dunhams were looking forward to his safe return and discharge from the Corps that July. In early 2004, he was deployed to Iraq. His unit was based in Al-Karabila, Iraq, near the Syrian border. We were out on a patrol and doing some recon at a local police station when the battalion commander's convoy was hit by an ambush, recalled Kelly Miller, one of Dunham's friends. Dunham's squad and everyone responded to the attack. When we got there, we were hit with the ambush as well. We dismounted and went into the city, sweeping for the enemy. During this sweep, the Marines came across a long line of cars that were in a traffic jam, so they decided to do some quick searches of the vehicles before they moved on. 
Corporal Dunham and Miller moved to a white Toyota Land Rover and were going to search it when they discovered AK-47s in the bed. As they approached, the driver got out, grabbed Dunham by the neck, and attempted to choke him. Dunham was able to get him to the ground, and as Miller was coming around to the front side of the vehicle, he joined in the struggle to subdue the insurgent. Miller thought the altercation lasted for minutes as time seemed to slow down. However, it was only for a few seconds. Other Marines from 4th Platoon rushed to the scene and heard Dunham shout, Watch his hands! Watch his hands! At that point, a grenade detonated and Miller went flying into a stone wall behind him. The insurgent had dropped a grenade. Reacting quickly and only thinking of the Marines around him, Dunham placed his Kevlar helmet over the grenade and hugged it tightly to his chest. The Marines around him saw Dunham's upper torso lift up and fall back to the ground. It was at that point that things got real intense. The 4th Platoon Marines were ambushed again. Miller picked himself up from the ground. His ears were ringing, and he had black spots in his vision. He could feel the bullets fly by his head, and was just trying to get behind some cover. That was when he did some self-assessing, and realized he was going to be okay. Dunham had saved his life. Although the enemy fighter who had dropped the grenade recovered enough to flee the scene, the Marines took aim and shot him dead. It was then that they went to check on Dunham. He was severely wounded by the grenade blast, but the most serious injury was from shrapnel to his head. Dunham was immediately evacuated to a field hospital and then went to Germany, where his condition actually improved. His parents were flown to the hospital in Germany to be with him. Within days, he arrived at the National Naval Medical Center in Bethesda, Maryland, while in a coma. After being diagnosed with brain damage and deemed unlikely to recover, he was taken off life support eight days later on April 22, 2004. Shortly beforehand, the Commandant of the Marine Corps, Michael Hagee, presented Dunham with a Purple Heart. Dunham's parents were at his bedside holding his hands when he slipped into eternity. Jason Dunham's funeral took place in one of his favorite places, his high school gym. It was crowded from wall to wall with over 1,500 people. Jason's casket rested underneath the basketball hoop where he used to practice and play his home games back in high school. He was buried in the nearby Fairlawn Cemetery in Sayo. In 2004, Michael M. Phillips, staff writer for the Wall Street Journal, wrote an article summarizing Dunham's actions. In 2005, Phillips published the article, The Gift of Valor, A War Story, which told of Dunham's life. Shortly after his death, Lieutenant Colonel Matthew Lopez, Dunham's commanding officer, began the process of nominating him for the Medal of Honor, the United States' highest award for valor in combat. On November 10, 2006, at the dedication of the National Museum of the Marine Corps, President George W. Bush announced that Corporal Dunham would be receiving the Medal of Honor. He was the first recipient of the award for actions in the Iraq War and the first Marine recipient for actions since the Vietnam War. President Bush presented Corporal Dunham's family with the Medal of Honor in a ceremony in the East Room of the White House on January 11, 2007. On March 20, 2007, the Navy reported that a new Arleigh Burke-class guided missile destroyer would be named the USS Jason Dunham in his honor. In a formal ceremony in Sayo on March 23, 2007, Navy Secretary Donald C. Winter officially announced the naming of the destroyer after Dunham. 
Among family members and officials present at the christening were Major Trent Gibson, Dunham's company commander, Sergeant Bill Hampton and Corporal Kelly Miller, whose lives he saved, and retired General Hagee, the former commandant of the Marine Corps. A piece of Dunham's helmet was encased in the ship's mast. The USS Jason Dunham was commissioned on November 13, 2010. The ship's galley, named Jason's Dugout, is decorated with memorabilia from Dunham's favorite baseball team, the New York Yankees. In 2022, David Neese, a documentary film producer, was contacted by Jason Dunham's mother to put together a film about his life. Neese, a Navy veteran who had many films already under his belt, thought he remembered the name Jason Dunham. Then it dawned on him. They had sat next to each other during an overnight flight in 2003 when they were both headed to the East Coast to be with their respective families for Christmas. After being contacted by Mrs. Dunham, Nice built trust in the family and learned a lot from them. Afterwards, he was all in and wanted to tell the story of Jason Dunham. In the documentary film, Nice tells the story from the perspectives of the Dunham family and from the Marines who served with him. The film also draws attention to how the ambush on April 14, 2004 affected the Marines of Kilo Company during the past 18 years. There has been drug and alcohol abuse, post-traumatic stress, traumatic brain injury, and in some cases, suicide. The film is named The Gift and is available on many online streaming services and through their website, thegiftdocumentary.net. Sergeant Dean, who served with Jason Dunham, one of his closest friends, commented once, He loved everybody. It didn't matter who they were. He would hold the door open for everybody, letting them go first. He let all his Marines eat. He was always the last one to eat. He was just a love-your-neighbor kind of guy. He was the first guy we had lost. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Remember My Name podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes, please contact me at RememberMyNamePodcast at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram at RememberMyNamePodcast and Twitter at RMNPodcast. Now take a moment and remember this name, Jason Dunham. <laughs>